0: monitoring it's about logs metrics and tracing and today's episode will go into tracing welcome to a new episode of dev talks with me matthias andre and julian i'm considering tracing tracing is uh, on my agenda here so i would like some help from you
1: where should, tracing. How should i get started Pr- Pr- tracing what what tracing or what are you gonna trace foxes what?
0: Tracing, I'm gonna trace like airplanes with a small Raspberry Pi.
1: Do you know, completely out of topic? Yeah, I, I sold my previous running watch to the guy, yeah, who was hunting wild boars in the area where you live. Okay. And he told me that he killed 17 last year, 17 wild boars where you're running. No, I sold my watch. To the yeah. guy who is hunting in the place where you, Matthias, live. Where I live. Yes, and he, last year he killed seventeen wild boars in a in a forest near youth. What the hell? You should be you should be considering tracing boars. I should <laughs> the board. software.
0: Actually, I have I have a, have a drone, and I I'm thinking maybe I can like mount the heat camera on it. To see if I can find some. Yeah. Back to tracing. You, yeah, back, back to tracing. No, uh, tracing, we talk about uh, the observability, the pillars of observability, right? Logs, metric, tracing. And logs is kinda simple, you already have that probably if you wrong application. Metrics is the next step, right? But when I ask you, you always say, like, yeah, those are good, but tracing. Tracing is yeah. number one.
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah. If if you have a distributed system, yeah. I, I I like I don't know how I did before without tracing. That's that's how good it is. But this
0: is the key. I, I, are they really? I mean, we're doing logs and metrics, and I I don't hear that many people doing tracing I mean yeah it's
2: yeah. very hard uh, I mean it's not uh, it doesn't come for free that, yeah. that I, I grant you that it's like a you suddenly have a system in the system yeah. uh, that you need to maintain and, and everything but the the, the the gist of it is really okay let, let's say you if the customer goes to a website yeah. and do do an, an action which creates a, a request to a backend and that backend go talk to many services. Yeah, like needs to go fetch data from here, there, whatever. Um, it, it's kind of hard to know when the customer has a problem, yeah, and say, Hey, it's slow, or you know, something something is wrong, or and the problem is, you know, microservices were, were invented basically so that companies or organization could ship their organizational charts, so a team is in charge of a service, but another team is in charge of another service. And and so the thing is that they don't necessarily talk every day to each other or have meeting with each other or coordinate. Um, And so if a team has to call, if one of the the backend services has to call other services, if there is a problem, they will try to fix it where they can, which is in their services. So you don't have this kind of global view of the system.
0: Yeah.
2: And it, I mean, it, it's funny because we, we spend like all that hard work to build microservices yeah. and we actually, you know, isolated yeah. each other for, yeah. for, for a lot of things. So now we need to actively uh, cope with that. Yeah. And, and so that's where tracing comes in. So tracing basically adds a trace ID to every request. So from the front end to the back end, from the back end to other services. And in between, like from one services to another, you have what we call a span. And so the sum of basically all the span with the same uh, trace ID become a trace. And you see the whole system. Andre, you you want to say something?
1: Yeah, I'm curious, how does it do? How does it add the trace ID to the request? Is it a header?
2: No, usually it's uh, well. You can do with a, if it's a HTTP request. Uh, it depends if you are in the web, so if you do HTTP. But if you use gRPC, you have to create what we call an interceptor. So it, it just you know use the metadata field of mm-hmm. the request. You, you don't need to actively put it in the data. But mm-hmm. the, the thing is that for every request that you you get, it has to unpack this uh, metadata. Yeah. And you have to pass, store it in some context, yeah. and then on the following, on the downstream request, so the, all the service that you're gonna call from that request, you need yeah. to pass that trace ID. It sounds simple. I can tell you, every time I look at the code, there is so much abstraction
0: yeah.
2: that uh, and requires very low level knowledge of, uh, you know, how to build a request, how how mm. to actually what's a network call basically,
0: yeah. and. For- uh, so what you're saying is, basically, that when a user comes into the page, for example, a web page, mm-hmm. you create like an ID yes. then, or a tracing ID. And that ID is then sent to the API server that receives the, the, the request. And then that API server so maybe talk to a GraphQL server and they pass along that ID to GraphQL. GraphQL goes to like a database and do queries and pass along that ID uh, backwards. Exactly. You can follow this ID through all
1: your different uh, uh, Microsoft, But it's it's not on the Z, right? So it's not only passing the trace ID. It also need to report the tracing system that it got the trace ID.
2: Yeah. So you, what you, you can do is actually add labels. So mm-hmm. you, you can add metadata to those things. And one of the things that you can add, you know, processing time, like you do. Yeah. And if you think about logging, let's say you have a distributed system. Usually they do the same, but they call it a correlation ID. So they correlate a request yeah. with the next, and then they go to whatever log storage they have, and they use that mm-hmm. correlation ID yes. to see all the requests. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. that's how they debug, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem with logs is that it's very inefficient, it's text-based, so you have to respect. You have to have st- structured log to make any th- any sense of it. Yeah, and, and it's a bit of a mess. So they, they kind of organize and and say let's store that in an efficient database. It's actually a you know some kind of time series database yeah. because it, it's over time, right? And so for you, the labels that you have, for every label that you add, you get an index on that time series. So the more label you have, the more index. The, the database is gonna con- the the tracing database yeah. it's actually called a collector if I remember correctly I'm, I'm always confusing those names it's 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 frustrating how you know the landscape is a little bit f- like a foggy in my head yeah. with, with that mm-hmm. but think of it like that is for every request you need to make another request that uh, will send those trace those spans yeah. to a collector and those collectors end up in a database that is uh, organized.
0: Now There's now it's a lot of new words here. What, what are the players or the buzzwords of tracing? You talk about span, you talk about traces, you talk about collectors. Um, yeah, so a span is basically
2: a request between two services. Uh, at least from, from my definition. I, I try to make it simple because I don't remember all those things. <laughs> Seriously, it's way too much. But yeah. uh, the, the sum of those spans, or at least... Every span that has the same trace ID belongs to one trace. So you okay. can see from the customer throughout the whole system yeah. where the customer, uh, w- where the request of the customer gets used or, or rec- require resources.
0: Okay, so the span is a request between two services mm-hmm. and all the span into one larger request becomes a trace of that request then. Exactly, yeah. yes. And, and uh, the collector is the one that received
1: Andre or what I just wanted to argument what Julian was saying yeah that you get a view not of the whole system but you get overview of the pieces of the system that was instrumented to yeah. do that yeah so if you have services that have not been instrumented to do that so they will be out of chain yeah That's you will't you will not receive any information from those.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's a good point because yeah. it's it brings the fact that uh, you know you, you yeah. have to instrument all the the services and that means that all the the code inside the code of the services they need to import libraries.
0: Yeah, and they need
2: to respect like you you need to to have some kind of consistency. Uh, among those, and basically that's the difficulty. It's to get mm-hmm. you know other team on board and say, hey, we need this, please, yeah, yeah, yeah. please. And, and and it's not like, hey, just install this and it will work. Some some like for instance, Python has mm-hmm. uh, an auto instrument uh, for HTTP. So yeah. so if you're using Python, you can get that very fast and and cheap. Yeah, like yeah. easier than uh, if you do some other languages so some framework implement that as well, so if you have some framework if if you use it, I highly recommend you activate it. The documentation mm-hmm. is usually very poor um, around that it's not a, it's not a two two hour change you know you you yeah. really have to to plan for this and th- that's what makes it difficult it once you touch the code and that code impact the infrastructure, you need to act at various levels of abstraction and you need to talk to more than one person and so it becomes kind of like a project of its own uh but it, it, i i think it's worth it like it, it's definitely definitely worth it especially when you see the result and it's very hard to explain why because you you don't get uh oh yeah i really want that no you, what you what you get is basically you know how much spend per services is is uh one type of request used so the one trace in itself is not super useful because yeah okay the first one is great because you see all the dependency yeah, of your service absolutely. but it's the aggregation over time
0: yeah but just so the next question like what's the benefit from it what, what is it that you can see and learn uh, i understand that you can see like how many how much resources one request will take on your system you can just calculate it but what more are the benefits for using traces
2: uh, basically it's it's knowing what your system is doing. It's just yeah. a, a very good uh, troubleshooting tools. And it's also very, makes you very efficient. So let's say one request goes to the backend and that backend called a service that called another service that calls yes. to a database. Yeah. It's slow. Where do you go to look? Yeah. Uh, and, and that's it. Here you're gonna directly look at the graph and say, Oh, it's there, that service. Mm-hmm. Let's let's dig it there. So you, you come to a problem where there is so many things to observe or to to look at that it will take too much time. And if the problem is not critical, nobody's going to actually look at it to, Hey, the problem is in there. We can find it. So it doesn't solve problem. It just guide you through the exact place where you have the problem, which is already a a big benefit.
0: Yeah, but that's really good because I see it's not really that often today that just application just crash, right? And dies. It's more and more like they're getting slow or four or something is happening, making requests slower or they need more resources or they die temporarily or something happens. And Before it was more clear, like the web service shut down and you have to fix it to bring it back. But today you see more of these other issues, you know, and, and you're saying that tracing will help you guide you where your issues are and to write microservice more or less.
2: Yeah. And it's something that if you have to use only traces, uh, only uh, metrics and logs, you, you could potentially do it if you're like uh, diligent enough,
1: yeah. but
2: it, it, it's going to take an, another, like it's going to take almost more time to, to do it that way. The other benefit is you, you can, because you know all the resources that you use for a request, you can actually start to put a price and say, Hey, those kind of requests cost that much, and once you start linking uh, observability with business and money, you you can make very informed decision about where you should work. Oh, you can it. prioritize very efficiently. Yeah. Say, hey, if we say if we optimize this, we can save you know that many uh, euro, dollar, kroner, whatever. Oh, uh, so, yeah. so, so for the business, if you have to make a case, that's the, the number one. Is like, hey. This will allow us to know where we need to save money, yeah. uh, which is kind of nice. And so, mon- uh, you know, I always say monitoring is it answer the question: Are we making money now? Yeah. You know, it's like if the service is up, you're probably making money. Uh, if it's not, you, <laughs> you don't. Uh, I thought
1: business intelligence was responsible for that, not monitoring.
2: It, it's merging yeah. there, but like it, it, everything become a little bit blurry once you're, once you're in the cloud, you know, because software is eating everything. Like mm. everything can be brought down to a software engineering problem these days. Like even data, machine learning, the, the problem they have are not with machine learning or, you know, the mm. amount of data. It's very much because they, they like the, the know-how of building software at scale.
0: Yeah.
2: And, and those skills are very hard to get. I would say it's more like a trial by fire yeah, um, right. it, it's not like you can go to a course and say, oh, now I know distributed system. There, there is just... You, you cannot be good at everything. You have to specialize. And so th- this is where the, the... That's why tracing is hard, but it's
0: also a very, very good tool. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, I, if I you. It. so it's it's really interesting. Yeah. But how, how should we get started with it right now? Oh, you have to start knowing that you will
2: not see result of before everything is uh, implemented. And that's, yeah. that's the hard part, right? So the first thing is to instrument your code. Yeah. So you're going to have to use those libraries. Uh, Open telemetry has some.
0: Yeah.
2: Not in every language and not for everything, but it's a start. Uh, and also, I mean, how would you build it? It's basically unpacking a request, getting some information from there, uh, yeah. getting an ID from there and passing down that ID. Uh, and mm-hmm. to the downstream services. So there is that. And sometimes it's not possible to add tracing. Like if you use a third party services, yeah, you, you, they will not send you back the, the, <laughs> the ID. So you don't know, yeah. uh, but it doesn't prevent you. You can always like, hey, you know what? I'm going to create a synthetic ID or so, something like that that uh, indicates something and you can still get some indication.
1: Yeah, it's not only a third-party services. It might be a services within your cloud provider. So, yeah, exactly. for instance, SQS.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you have a service receiving HTTP request, transforming that into SQS message, sending that to the queue. Yeah. I think SQS is x If you using ray I think it still can show you that service is communicating with SQS. But then mm-hmm. if SQS calls SNS, well, SQS is queue service, SMS specification service, between those two, you probably will not get anything. So, yeah. yeah, there are complications. So you will get like 90% of your instrumented system. But not all like, of it. A, yeah, no, but I, it's I, already... I think it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. And then it's also how much it helps you, the stuff that it doesn't know well, you can't really know without knowing it, but i I guess the first eighty percent will be good enough to pay off the effort you put in and then about the efforts you put in, I see quite often tracing being discussed in the same context as service mesh, yeah, and uh, I might be mistaken on this point because. Uh, my colleagues did implement what I'm about to spoke about, but I personally didn't implement that. So I might confuse things out. a little bit of warning. So my understanding, if you take Amazon as example, when you engage Amazon native service mesh, which is called AppMesh, then it would run as a, as a sidecar and your service will exchange HTTP requests, so not HTTPS, which is important, HTTP requests, with a, with a sidecar. And then sidecar will route them further over HTTPS. And that the sidecar, in my understanding, is actually capable of instrumenting requests signs that gets them as HTTP, currently really tell for GRPC and then by doing so, offloading, processing of the requests from the service itself into the service mesh sidecar. So it appears to me that service mesh, some of them, in certain cases, might actually give you a hand and if you already implemented the service mesh, so you might look if that service mesh integrates with any kind of tracing product. Yeah, So that might be a shortcut you could take without instrumenting the service itself.
0: Yeah, I think Istio supports it. I think traffic load balancer also support
1: open tracing But still, right. that that will not get you everything Since no. Then if your service would call something outside the service mesh, so for yeah. instance, asking something over RTPs, it will probably will be not routed routed through the sidecar, and even if it does, it's HTTPS request, so the sidecar will have no ability to decrypt it, yeah, to see what's inside, to see the headers and stuff.
2: The the hard part is really that you you still need to pass down that you know trace ID. Yeah. So in the code, you you need to get that ID and. Because you make requests from the code, right? You you send it. the the, the, the sidecar needs to know which requests are from uh, from which request, and yeah. that's so so. But it, it's a lot less code, I would say.
0: Yeah. Because mm-hmm.
2: then you 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 don't have a lot of uh, you know change that you need to make. It's basically oh, I have this ID, and you probably already have some kind of re- you know some request ID, some metadata in every no. context request. Yeah. So you. It's a very light change in that sense. So yeah. service me- service mesh have been evolving. And I re- recently, uh, on a little parenthesis, I recently heard that they managed to do service mesh without sidecar just by yeah. using yeah. eBPF. Level. Wow. Yeah. Yes, so it, it's getting
1: you, there.
0: Elium do that?
1: Cilium. No, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think Liquid D is also mine. Liquid D yeah, yeah. I, I, I have news from San there. Not sure if that will work. I mean, if the request parsing and tracing will work but on the that's
0: then. You, but you need, like, a library in your code or a service mesh or something that will collect the tracing and then send them over to a time series database, right? Yes. How, how do we slice it? Can, what, what, is there any tool that can look at it? I can't do this in my regular the phone most, now or, the, m- or the, most,
2: the most common one is basically Jaeger. Yeah. Jag, Jagger Jagger. I, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but there is also Grafana Tempo.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: so that's the the two. There was a third one. I don't remember uh, Zipkin.
0: Yeah, Zipkin. Yeah, I heard about
2: that. Um, that one, and and I, I'm not sure it's a time series, but it's it's basically an in you know a trace indexing services. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and and the funny thing is that uh, those are very. It's meant for how do you say like. It's meant for, like, really services that have, um, you know, a lot of traffic. And I try to reimplement that for data because, you know, you have data pipelines and that transform. And, you know, the concept of tracing is there, but in in data, it's called lineage or provenance. So because you need to know where the data comes from. So those concepts are there, but the tooling is actually not the same because uh, in the data engineering world, you can have a pipeline that runs for days, if not you know, like more, and so the the use case that you know the 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 scale of things are not the same, and so the, those two are not inter- interchangeable. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it, I I even ask you know like the, as you said like SNS and and the, those uh, message queue uh, that actually uh, SQS maybe I don't know yeah. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> it, it's called uh, you know pops up in in on Google Cloud. <laughs> But, but it would be awesome to have some kind of trace ID yeah. for, for those that you can collect and actually see, you know, where the data go. And uh, the dashboard would be useful and s- seeing the time spent and the, the processing time and, you know, the, the amount of bytes that go through there. It's, uh, it, those kind of information are not useful until somebody look at it and say, hey, actually, we have that information, so we can do something about it. And that's where it's it, there is a lot of discovery phase, but it's still one of my like in terms of observability, I would always go
1: for tracing. Right. So another thing, two yeah. things I wanted to Three bring. Things. So there is that you can go service mesh role, yeah. and another role that Julian pointed out for us is you integrate. A library which will bring a middleware in your code that will handle the RCTP request, with parse them and send the parsed information to collector. Plus, instrument outgoing requests if it's in need of instrumentation. And uh, that might come with a danger of its own because you're actually adding the processing time for for CPU, right? So you're actually doing more operations for for each request, which means that. Your service will be less efficient in utilizing resources it has. You might want to increase those resources available. And uh, another danger that I face personally is that the middleware might not be perfect and might have memory leaks, which will crush your service. Yeah, Yeah. cool. Then uh, another thing is that when you're collecting the traces, it might be costly to collect all the traffic if you have high-intensity application, right? So yeah. if you have a lot of RPS happening there, and then you want to select a sample rate, yeah. saying, I want to record 1% of traffic ah. for my visualizations. So you scale down of what you have, so you actually don't see everything, yeah. but with the intensity you get, even 1% or half percent will be... A Sure enough. Enough. And we actually had an issue where um, x-ray documentation stated one and then x-ray behaved differently. so we actually were considering setting up the sample rate, but it wasn't and then we had a hundred percent sampling rate resulting in a very expensive charges. yeah and when the then, then dispute of the charges and um, for the customer and uh, it turns out it was a bug. On an X ray side, and it's got fixed, but still, yeah. there could be such things, and you have to experiment. In depth. Don't bring the directly to production.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: experiment on a slow little traffic, sift works. And then the second thing I wanted to mention it was all about dangers. There are more, but those are the most obvious ones. Then, if, uh, if it looks like you have too much work to do uh, with a tracing but you still want to wanna do something research poor man solution for this what's that VPC flow logs They uh. so it doesn't give you all the depths of information who is who and what like yeah. how long it takes but by parsing VPC flow logs you can get a picture of who is talking to whom at least on oh, what protocols and yeah. um, yeah, so As a side project, during the last two weeks, I was implementing a little visualization, so for yes. the flow logs to seeing, seeing how how far it can get, I should report. It's actually becoming useful. So, we could this year and I, show me everyone who talks to it. And I might even have it as a Jupyter Jupiter notebook eventually, okay. and then I will share it for everyone to enjoy. It.
0: Nice. Know. Cool. So, um, to sum it up then, if I understand correctly, uh, if you have a distributed system with more microservices to be able to see the full monitoring stack tracing is the one where you can see how requests are going throughout your microservices. If you go by logs or metrics, you only see that application more or less, right? If it's going well, you don't see how that is behaving uh, in comparison with other throughout the requests. In okay. case you have
1: correlation ID in locks. Yeah. And structured logging.
0: We can see if I can implement them and then we can have a follow up podcast about nice. Place. I can cry against your shoulder with all the
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could also look into what is supported by your tracing solution of choice, right? Yeah. Like is it like open telemetry or whatever that... is standard today So like you want to choose something that is compatible with other systems, right? Yeah. So you still so have a way out and you couldn't use something else.
0: Yeah, I think it would go for open uh, telemetry. It was open tracing before, right? But then it changed it, I think.
2: They merged with open sensors. Yeah, uh, they did. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I think with that, I think, that, the I think this one is that.
1: the hardest actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I looked in the development documentation like for goal one. Was like, what is this? From the first look, it was it appeared very complex. I think if you spend a little bit of time, you yeah. will figure it out. But at first look, when you want to integrate it to Golang, it felt like a like a lift you need to do.
0: And I think they have uh, some some work to be done there before all the lives are in place. I heard it as well. But cool. Uh, thanks for for this. Talk and I will see if I can get tracing up and running. Then maybe we can follow
1: how it goes. As possible Okay. So. You have been listening to the DevSecOps podcast with Matthias, Andre, and Julian. For more podcast and notes, go to the webpage devsecops.fm. Thanks for tuning in.